1: Today's quote is read by Star Trek Discovery and Strange New Worlds actress, Rebecca Romaine. Star
0: Trek isn't about spaceships and aliens, strange creatures, bizarre civilizations. All those things on Star Trek are entertaining, fun, even thought-provoking. But Star Trek essentially is about humanity. It's about us, here, now. All right. Well, Trent and I would like to welcome Mary Chifo back. She's our. She's my favorite Klingon right now.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, katlo, as we would say. Thank you. Uh, Afkaristo. <laughs> That's Greek. That's all I got. Um, oh, so- I love it. <laughs> so, Mary, why don't you dive in? Since you're the one with the the experience of working on the show and and saying those words and acting out those great plots. Tell us what mm. you think about this quote.
2: You know, yesterday we, we, we were talking about the clinganity, the term I'm trying to coin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I love that we now have this about humanity. Um, I'm, I'm going to uh, back
0: you on clinganity. I'll start using it on social media. Yeah, I think media. we can make it
1: a thing. I think we yes. can make it a thing.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's like fetch. Hashtag clinganity. Well, yeah, 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 Exactly. <laughs> But we will make that happen.
2: Yeah. we will make Klinganity happen yeah. fetch won't happen but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it is a it's a it's a wonderful quote in so many ways, and again, as I said, I definitely have um. Uh, learn so much about these Trek themes from a very specific perspective of, of a Klingon. There was certainly an element, again, near the beginning in season one where, you know, so much of our plot was about, you know, us having our very strong beliefs about mm-hmm. Um, as I, I, this line sticks in my head forever. I was uh, Tukuvma warned just about the uh, uh, universal homogenization and assimilation. I just remember <laughs> that flowed on the tongue, <laughs> very fun. But that was something that Tukuvma really feared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at the time. Uh, really speaking when we were filming those first few episodes that while his philosophy may seem uh, a bit abrasive and intense to the Federation we are um, a, a an indigenous culture trying to preserve mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. and we have seen how the Federation swallows up other, uh, other cultures uh, and uh, neutralizes them or you know certainly from our Klingon perspective did not uh, respect them in the way that we wanted to be respected mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Certainly House Takuvma was, you know, we really revered the ancient Klingons and Takuvma's whole goal was, you know, the really embracing the spiritual aspect of what the Klingon culture was about. And again, I'm going to I'm going to lean towards my Klingon stuff because that's what I did the most research on. Um, and there's so much I mean, talk about a, um, a, a species that has been. Uh, deeply fleshed out by creators and fans throughout the years. Not mm-hmm. only the living language of Klingon, but uh, there are books upon books that I have. Wait, what about, <laughs> the, funnily what enough... about the fan fiction, the
0: Laurel fan fiction? Right. <laughs> you know
2: what? I have I have not fully investigated, but I really should. I'm pretty should sure you out. have sex with someone <laughs> in it, FYI.
1: <laughs> I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> so would you say like your house to Kuvma is more like an Orthodox version of the Klingon, <laughs> right? And how does, do you think that relates to how, you know, maybe that kind of mindset relates to viewers? Here today, mm-hmm. watching now.
2: Yes, I mean, and I think it's it's something that has always been true about um, about Star Trek and Roddenberry, mm-hmm. what he was setting forth, and and why he has this quote <laughs> is that he used science fiction as a device to to make us reflect on ourselves. Mm-hmm. He is, we uh, uh, art should always, I think, be a mirror. Uh, that makes Mm. us reflect on, on who we are, both our strengths and our weaknesses. And I think Star Trek and great science fiction and fantasy in general, and for me as a genre gal, through and through, grew up on all of this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is how I am best able to reflect on myself, whether it be specific character flaws uh, through certain archetypal characters or larger themes, again, like this, the conflict of two different cultures who can't see eye to eye, but ultimately, as we do end up concluding at the end of the uh, first season, is that... there can be a compromise. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly that was Laurel's journey um, that she was always the one who compromised Mm. within her circumstances, but didn't realize that she would have to ascend to such a position that she was the compromiser for her entire species
0: and culture. That's a little bit like Ben don't break. You know what I mean? Like she had to bend Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I think as performers, as actors, as podcasters, as producers, we all have to bend, right? But you don't, you do not want to break. And so you have to know Mm -hmm. your limits. Um, I want to point out that this quote is from 1974 or four. Mm. So that really reflects (laughs) the times. I mean, we're talking about coming out of the Vietnam War, racial, uh, you know, flames going on all over the country of the feminist movement, all Mm -hmm. these white feminists movement sorry i gotta correct that because i mean yeah no i do because the history i'm yeah. learning some things i learned back then mm-hmm. because i anyway i don't want to digress um but yes the white feminist movement was very big there and to show all that on tv at the time is elevating it so far beyond the hoover vacuum hour that television yeah. was originally yeah. created for as a commercial for the commercials, right? This was mm-hmm. a show and continues to be, including your character and things you did. Parallels to the times, but also food for thought. You know, that's my biggest mm-hmm. thing. And, he's, and and the quote here does say it is about us. It is about humanity here and now. So I assume it's parallel to what we needed to learn, what should have been learned, what could have been learned, what was learned during yeah. that mm-hmm. time period. And none of us were conscious then. How do you kind of digest that now in light of the last couple of years, you guys?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I agree. Like, yes, the specification of a very strong white feminist movement that we have to make these distinctions as mm-hmm. we reflect back on our history. And, Thank you, pretty and, you know, white lady, for understanding. <laughs> oh, Yes. I mean, absolutely, we it's just, it just has, to, we must, we must truly look back and reflect and uncover the real and true history. And in that same way, what I, I feel you're alluding to is the way we do have to look at the original series and celebrate what it accomplished at the time, mm-hmm. but also acknowledge that we wanted and should have had more Ohura. You know, mm-hmm. that we, mm-hmm. we, you know, as much as it is such an incredible thing to have, her, and obviously there's the incredible story with Martin Luther King and all of that, which is Mm -hmm. so incredible. Mm -hmm. But in our time, I mean, I do celebrate constantly Sonequa Martin-Green overall as a human being. And have, but like as a leader, both on and off screen, but I was always so honored, God, I'm gonna cry, (laughs) to be a part of a show where our our number one was an incredible black woman. um, Who just is like nothing but love. And like, I, to be in service of that, mm-hmm. the fact that I got to play any part in that. And it was just so moving. And I love to overall, the show has so many women. And I will say that the season one finale of like, if you look at, you're like, oh, literally this story is all solved by the women. So as a (laughs) very strong feminist, uh, intersectional feminist, I was very, very, very thrilled that that was the case. And of course the show continues to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very important for us to acknowledge that, thank goodness, and I've been lucky enough to have conversations with other women from other series, from TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, who continued to pave the way for Laurel to be able to exist. Mm -hmm. I have, yeah, I've had some just incredibly in-depth conversations with how, you know, they, within the time, they, you know, they did what they could to vocalize what they could, and it continued to expand and grow, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we just wouldn't be here now with the wealth of characters that we have on the show beyond just female representation if it hadn't been for those trailblazers, so I just celebrate within Larger themes that we get to see where we do get to reflect on humanity and our choices, that there are individual people within these stories mm-hmm. whose energy, I say this to so many of the actors I get to meet from the various shows during, during conventions, is that your energy, what you gave, that's what, you know, the fans just fell in love with the with the essence of these characters. And then, of course, the writers would sense that and build more on there. And I just think it's, I mean, it's an incredible symbiotic relationship.
1: And throughout so many of the different Star Trek franchises, it's very easy for you know me, for example, to want to identify with the heroes. I've mentioned this before, you know, everyone wants to be Captain Picard. Everyone wants to be Captain Janeway. But when you recognize yourself in some of the characters that are not so great or that they have, you know, their failings and you, that, that, that art that is a mirror and you see it in yourself, I think that that's something that resonates with It still resonates Mm -hmm. with us as we watch Star Trek now. And of all of the shows, for me, Deep Space Nine is the one that speaks much more to this quote than any of them. Mm. Uh, You know, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine is, it's not just about the space station, it's about politics, it's about Mm -hmm. war, it's about religion, how religion plays a part in the whole overarching story of Deep Space Nine are things that we can relate to in the here and now as you watch it, you know, in 2021.
2: Absolutely. I'm a big, I'm a deep space niner, so. But you know what, your
0: your reaction, Mary, like the emotion that you had is I, again, I can't speak for Mr. Roddenberry, but I imagine that is exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. to reach people, you know, and especially, listen, she's a stunning woman, right? And you could ride on privilege if you wanted right? Uh, but you're not. You're, you're, you're so very aware. And um, that's really what he was talking about here for, for everyone. And to what Trent said, you know, I think relating to the bad guys and the good guys is mm-hmm. we all should mm-hmm. do that because um, I, I mentioned I wrote a book. It's a Jungian-based, psychology-based tarot mm. book, right? And a lot of it is looking at your shadow side mm-hmm. because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. And some of you, some of your shadow side, you might want to keep right just for that wildness or whatever. But working with those edges and becoming aware is kind of what I see in this quote, because sitting, it's not about all this weird, wacky stuff out there. It's actually about mm-hmm. this here, yeah. us growing, becoming more sentient as we go along, at least in my little opinion.
1: And Star Trek is so entertaining. You know, it would not have been on the air for 50 years. We'd not be talking about it now if it wasn't so entertaining. So Mm -hmm. it has to have an entertaining aspect. But the fact that like what you said earlier was so powerful and how the emotion just came from you, like that says a lot about, you know, it's not just aliens. It's about us. It's about our humanity. It's about what we see on the screen reflected back at us, good or bad. I love that Rebecca Romaine, uh, who plays number one, uh, mm-hmm. the, the the first first officer of the Star Trek Enterprise under Captain Pike. You know, what it, What does that say to, you know, young girls who watch the show and, and think I can do that? They mm-hmm. see Captain Janeway. Mm-hmm. I can do that. It's it's so true. I
2: have friends. Well, one of my dearest friends, uh, uh, Dr. Aaron McDonald, who is the science consultant for Trek, mm-hmm. Janeway got her through grad school as she was getting her Ph.D. in astrophysics wow. wow. and uh, she dedicated her thesis to her, uh. you know, like that's it's that's it's real and tangible, And it's a whole generation of women. You know, they talk about the Scully effect and the, the mm-hmm. more representation at. Going back to Cinquea, who is obviously one of my greatest friends and heroes, is uh, she would say, uh, uh, "Representation creates actualization, mm. and you know, it's it's you know, these characters can be flawed." We're gonna have a whole tarot uh, shadow conversation at oh, some point, Rachel. Because like okay, no. it's so my jam, I, so my I jam. I designed
0: it. It's a book and deck set. It's a deck and a book with a major publisher. So I I would love it's to amazing. have that combo. But yeah. let's not let's stick with Star Trek here because I have yeah. actually a, you know a thought which is these quotes all these quotes are from a long time ago, especially this one. And yeah, it's so relevant in today's world. No, yes, yeah, yes. right, like. Still right there with us, per everything you've said, Mary. Yeah, I
2: mean, a profound is a word that I keep wanting to use because I, the, to me, it's the profundity. It feels deep, it, it's an innate energy, too. I obviously am a very energy person and I think the the, the shows vibrate with that it's that all about energy mm-hmm. frequency
0: yeah. vibration right as, mm-hmm. as we can go back to Tesla I was talking about that and I talk about it in my book too all right listen <laughs> we've been talking about a million things today but we got to wrap up we're lucky enough to have Mary again <laughs> manana and if you want to um see the video of all our quotes you can check out the Roddenberry social media on what where where, where do we send him Trent
1: Facebook Twitter and Instagram
0: Yay, thank you for joining, Mary. <laughs> thank you. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry.
0: We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever.
1: We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry official on Instagram.
0: Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True.
1: And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry.
0: Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham.
1: And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words.
0: Live long and prosper.